0: Great to be back with you, folks. What a great opportunity it is to have podcast sixty two number sixty two be Mary you know and when we think about being Mary and we're not talking about uh mary uh the earthly mother of God. We're we're talking about Mary, happiness and M E R R Y to have be merry, to be cheerful, to uh, trust God, to step out of things. To uh, I mean, it's just a different place, Stephanie. It's uh, uh, being merry. I mean, it's a decision. First of all, it's a it's a decision that we make to be merry. We make this decision that um, we're going to be happy. And and you say, well, it, Doug, it's not that easy. I know but it's a decision it's a trust in god it's going to the next place it's it's making everything fit together it's uh it's it's just a uh, man it's a state of mind happiness it's a state of mind and you know what the bible says it says a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance and uh, so a merry heart being happy makes you cheerful It's you come across as being cheerful your body exudes cheerfulness and happiness and but then it reminds you on the other side of that hebrew poetry it says but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken so you know you got a couple places you can go you can break someone's spirit you can have a sorrowful heart and walk around with your head dragging off the ground and you know stephanie it reminds me of eeyore on winnie the pooh Eeyore, (laughs) here we are being merry on a merry podcast, but, you know, Eeyore was always a pretty negative dude. I got to tell you, for a donkey.
1: he is. And maybe,
0: yeah, maybe it's the idea of being a donkey isn't a good thing, you know?
1: Oh, I like Eeyore, though. He's so
0: cute. I like Eeyore, too, but truth be told, I'd rather hang out with Winnie, you know, even though. Or Tigger. Or, yeah. Okay, let's be up front. Winnie's two. Tigger's number one, because... The the most wonderful things about Tiggers are we're the and only one. No, because I'm happy, happy. No, be happy, happy, trunc- happy, happy, trunciflo- yeah, happy, fun, fun, fun. We should have probably re- thought this thing out, you know, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm bouncy, flouncy, trouncy, full of fun, fun, fun. The most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. Well, that That's came back right. to my memory with a shot of clarity from about twenty-five years ago when I used to uh, <laughs> hang out. The kids loved Winnie the Pooh when they were toddlers, and uh, and uh, but man, I liked old Winnie, and I liked Tigger. Tigger was moving. Tigger had ADHD, Stephanie. I'm telling you. You're so, right about that. So I feel good that they made Tigger have ADHD. But here we are. Ooh. We're cruising along, and we're on a rabbit trail already. But the the point is, if you need some <laughs> happiness, turn on Winnie the Pooh. And, and Christopher Robin, you know, I, I think, you know, I think Christopher Robin was uh, um, a little bit of a happy dude himself, but, uh, yeah. he, you know, he had to be the parent role. You know, Christopher Robin <laughs> had it pretty tough. I'm telling you what I think Christopher Robin had a tough duty, and uh, that's all I'm going to say. I I don't want to get too much into, you know the whole the whole crowd there. You know Piglet was freaky. You know yeah, yeah. Eeyore had issues. You know but but Tigger and uh, and Winnie they could hang out at the house. You know and but they would wow. set every bee loose within a mile of here. But anyway, we're back. <laughs> And we're, we're looking at this verse about a merry heart maketh but a cheerful continence, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. I'm gonna tell you what, I don't remember a broken spirit uh, ever helping me. I don't remember a broken spirit from somebody ever put me in a place that I needed to be in. And don't get me wrong, God can use anything. But I think the idea behind this verse, I think the idea behind being merry, I think that whole thing comes down to this, is we get to live our life one or two ways. Uh I have I held a hand, missionary Richard Marino, uh one of the most wonderful men I knew, was a, a member of Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, and just an outstanding great guy, was a Vietnam veteran, was a corpsman in the Navy, worked with the Marines, and uh he uh, uh I think Agent Orange had caused him but he was having major stomach problems and uh he was having lots of pain and going through a lot of issues and he went to the doctor to VA and uh, about three different times they you know they gave him medicine they did these things but it it never quite worked out for him and and uh, all of a sudden he went back and they ran some tests and they found out Stephanie had pancreatic cancer. Now I don't know about you but just those words pan- pancreatic and cancer put together uh, makes everybody, uh, not feel great about themselves. And, uh, yeah. but Richard never changed. You know, he continued to work. He continued to make people happy. I can remember going over to see him in his last days. And from the point he got the diagnosis to the point he went to heaven was probably four or five months, six months. And I can remember the last days where he couldn't get out of bed and it was a visiting nurse and he was living with his, uh, uh his daughter, And uh, I can remember uh, holding his hand and praying with him. And just to give you an idea that uh, um, Brother Richard Marino died on the very same day my mom died in uh, 2008. And I can remember Richard Marino calling my mother every day. They'd bring the phone and put it to her ear. And he would tell her, Janine, I'm going to meet you in heaven. I'm going to beat you there and I'm going to meet you there and I'm going to be waiting for you. And God has a great plan for you, Janine. And I'll never... I'll never forget what a merry heart did for that man. I would go to him and expect tears and expect to leave there in a a bad place and a weird place. But every time I left there, I left there happy because he realized whatever whatever state you're in, uh, you know, wherever you are, as God's word teaches us, uh, you know, accept it and know that you serve a wonderful and great God and know that that God can make a difference in your life and uh, and know that that God's there for you. And uh, so as we look at this Stephanie, as we talk about this Mary heart uh, over here in Proverbs 15:13, and uh, as we look at that, what comes to your mind? How how hard is it for a widow of uh, of your wonderful husband to have your eight kids, uh, life cleaning all the time, doing your ministry work? Um, you have someone helping you with homeschooling and stuff. Uh, there's eight people, eight different personalities, always uh, messing with you and stuff. How do you stay happy through all that?
1: Well, I don't, to be quite honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> here comes your right ear. Yeah,
1: let's let's be real. No, human, we're humans, and I think that's where um, God's grace comes into play. In incredible ways because the blunt honest truth is God's given you know he gives us each different ways that he um wants us to learn to trust in him and rely on him and um I think of Paul when he you know he had that thorn in the flesh and he begged God to take it away and um, God said, no, you know, my grace is sufficient for me. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And, um, I love the way there's different passages in scripture when you start putting them together, how God puts those puzzle pieces in place. And, um, I see God's grace and God's joy. Be so being so interlocked in life now. And, um, in Nehemiah, there's a verse, um, it's the end of verse um, 10 of chapter eight and it says um, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And I have that verse um, in my kitchen. I kind of tried to make joy the theme in my kitchen and uh, real joy, real cheerfulness will come from resting in God and who he is in our lives. And, um, you know, I remember back after Charles died, thinking, and even sometimes still thinking, will I ever really be happy again? And the Lord's really taught me a lot that joy, there's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is a great thing. It's an awesome thing. Um, but it's something that can be more fleeting, I think. Yeah. And real cheerfulness, real joy is something that doesn't come from us. It comes from Christ. It comes from his love, his life, his peace, his comfort, his strength, all being realities in our lives. And that's what gives us joy. And it gives us the the strength we need to get through the tough times without completely losing it. And I don't always have that joy. I mean, I fail at that. And I have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I wasn't depending on you. I wasn't making, you know, your joy my strength. And There's something that, you know, and it doesn't, you know, there's going to be tough days. There's going to be days that you struggle through. And yet that constantly coming back to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need your strength. I need your joy. I need your hope. And I think there's um, another passage I wanted to share from John 16. Um, The last, the last verse of John 16 says, these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And where in the end our focus, if we just keep looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and remember that because of Him we can be a good cheer, and yeah. um yeah, I think it's important too because our our we're to be that light to the to the world, and if we're walking around looking like forty days of rainy weather, nobody's gonna want to know the God that we know. Himself. Right,
0: right. It's this whole, you know, it's it's um and it's who you attract to you, you know, birds of the feather flock together. So, you know, if, if you're net man, you can have a pity party anywhere, anytime you want, you can gather up the troops. And, you know, we used to call them in the army, the pity privates, uh, you could gather up the pity privates, and you could, uh, you could, you could fill a room with pity privates, and they'd all, oh, the lamp man, my car's broke, you know the the girl I like, she's up to six other boyfriends, you know, and uh, I mean you'd hear the stupidest things coming from these people, and you're like, dude, well, why don't you get another girlfriend that just wants one boyfriend? I mean, it just, you know, I, I don't I, I don't mean to share too much logic with you, but uh, I mean you can have a pity potty anywhere you can and uh, yeah. but you know the, the facts are what we're still dealing with is the shortest uh uh the shortest greek verse in the bible is rejoice evermore the shortest english one is uh, Jesus wept. So I did a sermon one time that because Jesus wept there at the grave of Lazarus, when Lazarus was dead and the Lord brought him back to life, because of that, because of that weeping, because, uh, it, you know, Lazarus meant so much because uh, precious in the death, uh, in, the, in the eyes of the Lord of the death of his saints, because God cries during those types of things. And and uh, because of that, we can rejoice evermore. So I had a sermon one time that I wrote, uh, because Jesus wept, we rejoice evermore evermore. And, uh, and we rejoice in God. And I, and I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think you, uh, you, you know, it's something that we need to understand. Happiness does not develop within us. Don't look for happiness within us. Don't run around and search for happiness found within us. Cause you're going to fall short. You're, you know, by nature, uh, by nature, you know, we're the type of people who question everything by nature we're the type of people who, uh, can be as negative with the privates that can fill a pity party room up in any army base in America or the world for that matter. And, uh, but the point is to rejoice evermore. It's about a relationship with God. And I like what you just said there, Stephanie, and adding to that, uh, so you're not always happy, but what do you do when you fall into the, that doldrum where you're, you know, Hey, I'm going to a bad place. I'm about ready to lose the day. How do you get out of that? Well,
1: I think, um, a lot of prayer, um trying to focus, you know, asking God to change my focus um, and honestly, if I'm struggling uh, for me, a lot of those struggles come from either loneliness or from flashbacks or from things of that, you know that pathway that can just become a very deep valley in my head very and um. I think a key for me is remembering having to go back to like Romans 8:28 and remind myself that God this is what you've promised. You promised that all things work together for good and so because of that I can trust you.
0: Yeah.
1: And because I can trust you because you're trustworthy I can have joy in who you are to me. And I think there's a lot of um A lot of truth to the fact of for people from the outside, um, you know, I think that's the whole point of bearing each other's burdens and encouraging each other and praying for each other because we never know when another person in our church or someone we love is struggling. And um, I just had a guy that I've been friends with for, you know, since I was a kid. And, you know, he said, We pray for you every day. And, that encouraged me this morning that brought joy to my heart to know you're praying for me. And that's, you know, when God impresses on your heart to pray for someone, pray for them, because you never know if they're really struggling and you may be who God wants to use to encourage them to bring joy to their life. And that's, you know, the body of Christ is supposed to work together and God, you know, he's left us here to be his hands and his feet. We're here to live live Jesus to this world and live Jesus to other brothers and sisters in Christ. And so you can be that source of joy. Um, I think of the verse in Proverbs, a merry heart with good, like a medicine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah. Yeah.
1: You can be a doctor, you know, that, that has how you can practice medicine is by being that joy filled person. And, um, I know for me, you were that, um, after I was in a very bad place because of PTSD and, um, I remember after we talked the first time, realizing I laughed. When's the last time I laughed? And realizing it had been months um, yeah. since I had laughed. So, and yeah. Yeah. Not because I was angry, not because I was bitter, but I had lost I had lost that joy. Not I shouldn't say I lost my joy in the Lord, but I had lost, almost forgot what it was like to have any source of cheerfulness. Other than just, you know.
0: And forget, and, 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 you know, we forget where the joy comes from. We, you know, we can, we can get pushed in the corner. And as we close here, I think Stephanie's hit the nail on the head once again, you know, it, it comes down to, um, you know, we, we have our responsibility in this whole mess. We, I say this over and over again, that we have a responsibility to heal. And, uh, you know, it may not be our fault, uh, that we suffered from a trauma, uh, You know, there's terrible things that happen to people that give them PTSD, not the least amongst uh, among them are seeing people die, being raped, uh, being physically abused, being in accidents and on and on and on. There's uh, uh, every trauma uh, in PTSD looks different. But from that, we still have the responsibility to heal. We still have, uh, you know, it's not our fault. But now let's take that responsibility we have to heal and run with it. And Stephanie had quoted a verse, and I'm going to finish with that today. She had mentioned that Romans eight twenty eight comes into play. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So if you're a born-again Christian, you'll know exactly what this verse is telling you. All things work together. And, you know, God maybe brought us through these terrible trials. And whatever your trial may be, uh, so that he can work through us. And and I know Stephanie hates me saying this, but I mean, her book, To Die Is Gain, um, Finding Abundant Life and Death, has helped hundreds, if not thousands, that we've heard of already. Uh, her life, the people she talks to on the phone, and you say, well, well, Doug, that's a hard price to pay. It sure is, but in the end, when everything's worked out and we're standing in front of God or kneeling in front of God, this is all going to make sense. So anyway, with all that, we're thrilled to be back on the phone with you guys or back on the podcast. We're thrilled to come into your earwaves. We're praying for you daily. We hope you're staying safe out there. Stay healthy. Drop us a line on Helpful Wounded Spirits. and Drop us a line on our personal pages, whatever the case may be. We'd love to hear from you. May God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.